1: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma gunn Wardner, and in this episode, you're going to hear something slightly different. Normally, I know you're used to a conversation, but I'm handing over this episode to my dear friend Jules von Hepp, and the reason I'm handing over to Jules is because we met at the beginning of 2018, and we were talking about all the things that we would like to achieve in the 12 months ahead of us. One of the things that Jules said that he would like to do was to give a talk about optimism and how to be an optimist. And I sort of very tentatively at the time said, would you record that for me and I'll publish it on my show? And so that is exactly what you are going to listen to. Now we had this conversation about eight weeks ago, eight, ten weeks ago, and since then a lot has happened for Jules. He has launched his own self-tanning range called Isle of Paradise, which I encourage you to find. The links to it will obviously be in the show notes. I've been using the products. Um I was very lucky to get a sneak preview, and I have been getting nothing but compliments about my healthy glow. Please do uh, investigate and have a look if you're into self-tanning. He's also launched his second podcast with Sarah Powell, the incredible broadcaster who has also been on the show, called Wobble, about body confidence and happiness. And of course, um, he also has the Jewels and Sarah podcast, hashtag Port Salou Crew, uh, which is another joyful, wonderful way to enjoy jewels, Have them in your ears a couple of times a week. Why don't you? I'm going to... Let him take over from here. I will just say if you are enjoying this show, wherever you are listening, I would really appreciate a five star review and maybe a couple of sentences as to why you like the episode. If you want to contact me, it's so simple just email me on thebeautypodcast at gmail.com, follow me on Instagram, slide into those DMs on uh, Twitter, both, both of those social media networks. I am at Emma Guns. And if you want to have a broader conversation about the topics that you have heard uh, talked about or discussed in this podcast, please do go to the Facebook group. It's closed, it's private, but I do approve every single member personally, the link to which will of course be in the show notes. I encourage you to follow Jules if you aren't already and again all of his social media handles, etc., will be in the show notes, which will be on EmmaGuns.com, iTunes, and ACast. Thank you so much for listening and I am thrilled to my core to be able to say please enjoy Jules von Hepp on The Emma Gunn Show.
0: Hi, I'm Jules von Hepp, pioneer of an optimistic lifestyle and body confidence and co-founder of self tanning brand Isle of Paradise a brand that I have literally just launched and it is completely aimed on feeling great, smiling and loving the skin that you are in. I'm also a good friend of Emma, yes, and hater of negativity. Of those people who mood hoover, if you have listened to my previous interview on the Emma Gunn show, you'll realise that I really hate mood hoovers. Um, These are these people that literally suck the life out of us. Those who judge us in a massive way, who make other people feel rubbish and who hate. You know what I say to that? No, thank you. One of my goals for 2018 was to do an inspirational talk of some kind. And Emma, wonderful Emma, said I could use her platform to do it. God, what an honour this is. Um, In this podcast episode, I want to talk to you about how you can live your life like an optimist to banish negative energy and enjoy your life. I want you to finish this and feel like you can achieve anything because honestly in my heart of hearts I believe that you can. You can literally achieve anything. Okay so how am I actually qualified to talk about this? Am I a life coach? No. Have I written books or do I have fancy letters after my name? No. However what I do have is bags of life experience I've worked with men and women day in, day out for the last 10 years doing spray tans. You might pull a face at spray tans, but believe me, there's a lot more to spray tanning than you would think. I'm with naked bodies. I have to make them feel comfortable. And I'm listening to so many different types of people every day. A friend's dad once said to me anyone can paint a fence and that's true anyone can do a spray tan but to actually get the most out of that career to listen to my clients to listen to the problems to go through the motions with so many different types of people and to see the apologies that I hear every time when they apologize about their body or about something has fueled me to deliver A, Isle of Paradise, the brand that is all about optimistic life, living and body confidence, but also to use this experience and hope that I can help other people. I know how the female and male brain works, and I've seen and have been to lows. I know how it feels to feel completely shit about yourself, to look in the mirror every day and hate yourself, and to have no confidence, to have no belief in goals or in optimism. On this podcast, I'm going to open up to you because I trust your ears, because I want to help you. I want you to see that you can go right down to the bottom, but what this will do is you can come all the way back up to the top. What I'm going to talk to you about isn't always going to be fun. This isn't going to be a hoot from start to finish, But and believe me, I am a hoot, but I've had hard and bad things happen to me. But what I want you to show you is that in every negative situation in life, I use these negative situations to push me to seeing the positive. I need you to understand how low I have been, but how high I am now and how I'm using those lows to get me to the highs. I never became happy until I was approximately 20 years old. I know this sounds harsh and I understand this, but seriously, my teenage years were soul-destroying. And as we go through this talk, you'll see how I nearly didn't make it out of them. Don't get me wrong, my childhood was incredible. And please don't think that I'm saying anything bad about my parents. They were amazing. But I don't believe I can call my childhood true happiness in this sense of the word. As childhood, I believe, is so beautifully blinkered, exactly as it should be. I, at a very young age, um, overheard my dad having a conversation at a dinner party about a conversation that he had had with a teacher when I was at school, primary school, um, and this was my parents' evening. This teacher said to my dad, your son's going nowhere. Um, and I heard my dad say that to a friend. And my dad didn't know I was listening. I don't even know if he knows that I know that. But I must have been about seven. So to hear that seven is a very young age to hear that somebody else is doubting your abilities as a human being. I moved uh, school about seven times, but some schools were great. Don't get me wrong. But my first senior school was where it really started to go wrong for me. Um, I, made, I made a slight error in judgment, and I once put a note in someone's pocket um, saying that I liked them and whatever. It was a stupid note, but they took it the wrong way. Um, and that was then ammunition for this group of boys to make my life a living hell. Um, I was incredibly badly bullied um, to the point where I had to move school. Um, those bullies essentially kicked the shit out of me on a I would say daily basis I was tied up to lampposts while they repeatedly kicked my shins till they bled um I they hid my bag so I couldn't find it after school I'd missed the bus and I didn't have any money to get home and I didn't have a mobile phone so I'd have to go and tell someone Um, they would walk past me in the corridors and jam compasses into my arms they would throw them at my neck in class they would set a light to my books, Um, they they basically made my life hell and for about a year and a half I didn't have a single friend. I was very lonely, I was sad um, and I was having nosebleeds on a daily basis, I was having I would say minor panic attacks and would constantly cry myself to sleep. My skin would bleed because of my eczema, because I was so nervous I was scratching myself. Um, My parents finally worked out what was going on and moved me from this school. This school I would like to highlight did nothing and knew about everything that was going on and didn't help me at all. Um, I then moved to a very elitist boys school. Now this... At the time, we thought this was the best thing for me Um, and even I agreed, just get me out and get me to somewhere else um, where I didn't know anyone and I wanted a completely fresh start. Um, At this stage, I managed to get into this school. It was a very elitist boys school and I was then constantly bottom of the class. Now, this is the kind of school where you are meant to go and be a doctor and meant to go and be the top lawyer or a barrister and follow that path and be the captain of the rugby team and all of that. And I just didn't fit in. I was constantly picked last in sport. Um, I felt, again, even I had friends, but I felt alone. I felt like no one really understood me. Um, and obviously through that time you're going through loads of changes but going through those changes and then also feeling so alone and so useless and I think there was an element of having that that moment from my childhood of overhearing my dad coming back up and I started to self-harm um I was self-harming daily I was hiding it I was you know sneaking off to my room whatever and and doing that um and it got to the point where um a teacher found suicide notes in my bag um i have never actually talked about this to any of my friends loads of my friends don't know this um but yeah i literally will never forget that moment of thinking i'm going to kill myself um I felt so alone. I felt incredibly unhappy, um, and I'm glad that teacher found those notes. Obviously, but I, I was then given help. Um, my parents found out, um, and I started to slowly make that recovery. Um, I, from that moment, I decided that I was I, I wasn't going to go and study something that I thought I would study. I was going to study something that I wanted to study. I chose to study fashion in Manchester and on the drive to move into my halls I was staring out of the window um, I think we were listening to Joni Mitchell and I said to my parents I said I don't want to be called Julian anymore and for all my life i had been called Julian and Julian for me is, and even now it makes me go cold, Julian is a very unhappy person, it's a dark time and I just thought I don't want to be that person, I want to rebrand, I want to change and I want to start again and I said, I'll never forget it, I said dad please call me Jules. So when we got into uni, um, people were moving in and out of halls and, and my dad, And my mum stood there and even though they called me Julian, they introduced me as Jules and they allowed me to have that moment of start again. So I had these wonderful times when I could think, okay, well, who who do I want to be? You know, I'd never really been lights. I've never really liked studying something where I liked and I I made friends I made friends on this course there were loads of uh, girls I'd never been really around girls before and I just had so much fun and I remember one of my I think it was week three in my first year first term walking to uni and I remember thinking god people people like me people actually like me um And I was like, Jules is fun. Jules is cool. And so I started and I made amazing friends and I'm still friends with these people now. And I really grew into my shell. Um, I dyed my hair. I discovered my first like running with self tan. It wasn't great, but I loved the confidence it gave me. I was playing around with makeup. I was in Manchester, a big city, and I was really given the chance to be fluid and to be dynamic Um, But the outward dynamic fluidity came with a very weird and dark internal issue where I started to stop eating. Um, This got to the point where I then developed anorexia. Um, It was a very weird outcome where I was very obsessed with this changing of my figure, and I thought that people liked me because I was losing weight, and it all got the lines got very very, very blurred. I then moved down to London and was working in the fashion industry, went back to uni I graduated, and then I booked a flight to Australia and Australia again it was that moment where I had that change I changed my life around, and I started eating properly um, and really got myself back on track. Then, I mean, I know this is horrible. I know this is hard to listen to, but I need you to understand all these horrible moments because I'm then going to tell you how I have overcome this and how this is turning me to Mr. Optimistic. I then was working in spray tanning. I started assisting. I started doing all the shows and doing big TV shows. like Mother's Day is around the corner. Strictly come dancing, The X Factor, working on The Crown. I was travelling the world. My career was growing, growing, and I loved being with different people every single day. I loved it. I grew, and I grew, and I grew, and I flourished, and I found something. I never, I never thought I was going to be a spray tunner. God! But... I'm so happy I did. I found an industry that I loved. I loved making people happy day in, day out. They would come to me, they'd take off their clothes, they'd apologise about something, they'd be down on themselves and through the energy that I could give them, through that joy, through that liberation of them having their clothes off and having a spray tan treatment, they left me feeling happy. I was giving them my energy. But through this, slowly I was bullied in the workplace because people get jealous people don't like it when you are that ray of sunshine and you are giving out and you have something that they don't have so instead of being lovely to you and wanting to learn out how learn how they can you know absorb energy and give energy out themselves they try and suck it out of you and this is where we come to mood hoovers now mood hoovers don't mean to mood hoover Nobody means to be a horrible person but these people have issues of their own and they come into your energy, they come into your aura and they try and soak it out and this is what happened to me. I quit my job. I avoided that mood hoover and I moved on. My career grew again, it blossomed, I was working more and more and more with celebrities and different bodies, I was travelling more Um, And just when I was at the peak of feeling happiness, and I thought, yes, and my brand was so close to launching, it was all getting to that point, I was a victim of homophobic abuse. Now, don't get me wrong, I was called all sorts of names um, whilst growing up. And I was in a bar in Manchester, and if you've seen my YouTube, you will have known this story, and if you follow me on social media already, I was beaten up in a bar and this completely knocked me. Somebody came into my zone, into my aura when I was happy and physically violated me. Um, I had to have all kinds of life coaching, I had to take time off work, I literally hit rock bottom because I thought I was over everything. I thought I'd overcome everything. The suicide, the bullying, the cutting myself, the anorexia. It was all flooding back to me. And it took me a long time to deal with it. And what made me the saddest, the saddest moment, and I remember crying in you know, therapy having this, was all I want to do in life is make other people happy and make other people feel good about their bodies. But I couldn't do it because some horrible human being had done that to me. As grim as this all sounds, I wanted to open up to you um, because I wanted you to feel that like even someone like me who's championing happiness, I've been to the bottom. Maybe you've struggled like I have. Maybe you're still struggling. I wanted to show you that I went right down to the bottom and I know what low is. Believe me, but I need you to focus on this next part. How do you turn your negative experiences into positive life lessons? Like a stretch mark or a tattoo on your skin. These are mental pointers in your life and they are marking our journey. They are a reminder of our past to show us how far we've come and to encourage us to achieve more. That bully at work, the mood hoover. Their life is miserable and I genuinely feel sorry for them. The days where I had anorexia? Sad. Sad. But knowing what true sadness is and what body dysmorphia is has pushed me to work so hard in the beauty industry and to fight it and to work tirelessly to show others the dream of self-love and hope others don't struggle with this by showing them the fun in life and to show them that every body is beautiful, wanting and planning my suicide. I don't know if there is anything else more awful to talk about. So many of my friends or co-workers, colleagues and other people around me don't know this about me. But I now know how much I love life, how I love being alive and how life isn't forever. And we have to enjoy every single minute of it. It's what subliminally drives me and has driven me to record this. But where do you begin in being an optimist and focusing on self-love? Start by being grateful. My grandmas taught me to be grateful. They didn't sit me down and give me the lesson, but I learnt it from their behaviour. I had a privileged upbringing, but they didn't. Life was hard for my grandmas. One was a single mum of three, the other on a council estate in Wakefield, Yorkshire, bringing up three children. Neither of them ever moaned to me about how hard their life was. They just got on with it. I'm sure I missed family rows, dark things that happened, upset but I missed it to see them on the other side. They had nothing, they had no money, they'd never travelled, neither of them remarried, neither of them were that well educated but they both loved, they both laughed and they were both grateful for a loving family, for their health, for nature and for the community around them. Right now as I record this podcast I haven't got loads of money knocking around me and in short of it I'm skin launching a brand is not easy believe me and cutbacks you've got to make them but what am I grateful for as I sit here talking to you now I'm grateful for my family I love my family I cherish every single moment with them and I love all of them my gorgeous friends my friends give me life They fire me full of energy and they make me laugh. They dance with me. They are there for me and I am there for them. I'm grateful for the person who invented bread. How good is bread? It tastes so good. And the cheese, the food, God, food is great. It brings us all together. And sitting at the table allows us to open up with one another. Mealtimes aren't just about food. It's about being together together. I actually welcome this moment of financial hardship because it's made me realise that I don't need material things to make me happy and this has really made me realise it. People get wrapped up in status and what their life should look like from the outside, not how it all feels on the inside. Do you see how I've turned the negative into a positive there? I don't have loads of money, but actually, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for all of this. When things start to get tough, because they will, Believe me, they will and they will keep getting tough. You've got to focus on the positive. What do you want in life? Where do you want to go? What have you got around you that's positive? Because sometimes, as much as it pains me to say this, we have to cross the negative bridge and put up with the drama to launch us into a better place. Love your friends. Don't take anyone for granted because they choose to hang out with you remember that they choose to hang out with you they choose to be around you and they choose to love your energy a friend can walk away at any minute they can leave you just like you can leave them so cherish their support their warmth and their love to you I know this because I've had no friends I've had moments in my life where I've had no friends so once you've been to that point I can legitimately say to you be very grateful for your friends and love them and be there for them because they will be there for you and you need them just like they need you. Every family is different so I won't be diving too much into family values but if you listen to Jules and Sarah, my podcast, you'll know I love my family deeply and yes along the way issues happen, they manifest and the nature nurture argument will always be prevalent but I know love wins. When shit really hits the fan, my family are there for me and I'm very, very lucky for that. Strangers. Now, this is a funny one. In my career from giving spray tans for over 10 years, I've made a whole life out of making those around me feel comfortable naked and to remove awkwardness from a situation within seconds is a skill and I know it takes my personality to make someone feel at ease very, very quickly. But strangers offer all kinds of support. Be open to the support that they can give you. I've had strangers naked break down in front of me. I've stood there with someone naked while they cried and I've cried in front of them. I actually once cried in the back of a taxi. Uh, Some boy was being a complete douche and the driver pulled over. He opened the cab doors, got in and gave me a hug and told me I was going to be okay. A friend once said to me that strangers can be angels. They can appear at any time and just give you the support that you need. Be open to that. Allow those moments to manifest and allow them to happen and allow yourself to be that stranger for somebody else. If somebody's hurting or if somebody's having a hard time, be that person to help them out. Give your energy out and allow it to help someone who really needs it. By being optimistic, you're going to shift your energy. You allow yourself to be in the present, but you also allow others into your space and allow their energy to top up yours and you theirs. I promise you, if you don't believe in magic, you will never find it. Friends, family, strangers, life is around us. Hard times are there. Grim situations happen to people, but we have to be there and allow the journey to take us to the bottom but always know that you'll come back out the other side. In life we're all going the same way. Death is inevitable. Do you want to ride on this roller coaster of life with your head in your hands screaming, I don't want to be here or do you want to be laughing, eyes wide open with your hands in the air enjoying the ride? You control these emotions and you control this moment. Don't believe in regrets. Regrets are learning curves. Be good, be kind, be positive, and you will be happy. I'm sure of it. If there's one thing I've learned about working with all different types of people, famous and non-famous, is that everybody is equal. Some have their success branded, thrown across the papers, and we all think that they are superhuman. Believe me, from experience, they are not. Other people have success in their own home and life unshared through the media. You are not different from anybody else. A body is a body. I believe it's your vessel for this life. Like physics taught us, there is no negative without a positive. Always ensure you see the positive in any negative situation you have. Be grateful, be good to yourself, and my God, laugh often. Thank you, Emma, for allowing me to share this on your platform. You kind and wonderful friend. Big love to you all. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you want to come and have a little chat, come over to Instagram. It's at Jules von Hepp. I have a podcast with my dear friend Sarah called Jules and Sarah. It's about two Northerners that live in London, um, but it's about learning to see the things in life that are funny because it really doesn't cost a lot to have fun. I'm also the co-host with Sarah uh, of another podcast that deals with anxiety and body confidence issues called Wobble. Please feel free to go over to that and have a look. And if you want to get involved with my brand, Isle of Paradise, it is available nationwide. Please check out their Instagram. It is the Isle of Paradise we are on a mission to make you feel good and love the skin that you are in. I have loved doing this talk and I'm so grateful for you for listening and supporting this platform and I from the bottom of my heart believe in you. Bye!
1: Thank you so much for listening before you go I just want to remind you that if you do want to get in touch with me all you have to do is email thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or if you want to follow me on social media perhaps even slide into my DMs I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and on Twitter and if you are enjoying the show I would be so grateful if you could leave a five-star review wherever it is that you are streaming or downloading this episode. Thank you again and I will see you on the next one.